Welcome to this week's edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. Consumer tire tariffs are in the news again, and today MTD senior editor Joy Kopcha will take you on a deep dive into this complicated topic. From how the Department of Justice and the International Trade Commission arrived at their latest rulings to what could happen next, Joy breaks it all down for you in an informative, entertaining way. You will not want to miss this. Let's get to it. Joy, I joined uh, MTD in January, right after the Department of Commerce ruled on tariffs and about being you know, imposed on the tires in South Korea, Taiwan, Thailand, Vietnam. So to me, it was kind of all new. So how'd we get started in all this and what's happened since then? So yeah, these tariffs kind of take on a, a life of their own. So this particular one, it began in May of 2020. And that's when the United Steelworkers, so you know, basically the union that represents um, workers in the tire industry and at tire plants, the union filed petitions with the U.S. government. And in those petitions, basically what they're doing is they're alleging that the tires made in the U.S., so the tires that are being made by their union members, are being damaged and um, the, their market is being damaged by imported tires. And in this case, it's those imports coming from South Korea, from Taiwan, Thailand, and Vietnam. So, I mean, obviously the USW, you know, has a stake in this because it represents those workers in the plants. Um, and interestingly enough, when they filed this, you know, I mean, this started in May of 2020, so over a year ago. Um, at that point, they had workers in eight different plants in the U.S., eight different tire plants in the U.S. And um, but since we've kind of come to the conclusion of this case, they actually have workers in nine plants because they added representation in Macon, Georgia, at Kumho's um, PLT plant. So, so that petition kind of kicks everything off. It kicks off the in, in, um, the government investigation, and so I guess that's kind of how we got started, at least. So, Joy, you had two different agencies announcing separate decisions. The U.S. Department of Commerce made its ruling in May, and then roughly a month later, the International Trade Commission made its separate ruling. So how does that all work? Right. So like I said, anyone who follows this knows that it's complex and can kind of like twist your brain around a few hundred times. So um, but basically it's a procedure. So there are two different agencies in the government that investigate these cases, they kind of work on a similar timeline. Um, I kind of picture it sometimes as like two different trains running the same direction, they're running parallel to each other. One of those is the DOC, the Department of Commerce, and the other is the International Trade Commission. So there's some back and forth, like sometimes one takes an action and then it's up to the other to make a response or take another action. They're both doing investigations. Um, sometimes one responds to the other. In general, and again, this is like, the, I'm, I'm trying to break it down to the most basic, you know, in the most basic way. Basically, the DOC sets tariff rates, so they set the percentage numbers that somebody might pay. Then the ITC is reviewing the data, they're reviewing those numbers, and they kind of look at the big picture. And then in the end, they say a yes or a no, that yes, there needs to be a tariff or no, this industry, this situation doesn't call for it. So now to complicate all of this even more, so we've got our two trains going, but in every single tariff investigation, we do this twice. So there's a preliminary phase. So there are preliminary rates. There's a preliminary decision. Um, 
and then it kind of sits there for a while. Companies actually even start paying those rates um, at the ports and at the borders. And then it kicks off the final phase where the investigation continues, tire companies and you know the petitioner, the USW continues to make arguments um, and they, everything continues to go moving on and on, kind of plotting one piece at you know one piece of the puzzle at a time. And we move through the final phase and then we have final rates set by the DOC and then a final decision by the ITC the International Trade Commission. So it's it's really like, you know, any kind of court case that you might have ever followed and you kind of somehow wonder why does it take so long from, you know, the beginning of a case to the end? It's just because there's so many procedures and steps along the way. Um, here, I mean, there are hearings, there are, you know, like I said, so many case filings. I looked at a piece of paperwork from an old case and the first day that they filed a petition, you know, they filed like almost 3,500 pages worth of documents. So, and wow. that's like on day one, you know, so that's, that's kind of how it starts. And you can just imagine how many pages, you know, continue to be filed along the way. So now with this investigation, we're talking about passenger and light truck tires from four different regions. And so that case hit the final stage this spring. So in May, the DOC, the Department of Commerce, set the final tariff rates. And then about a month later, like in late June, the International Trade Commission, the ITC voted. Now the ITC is a member, it's a board. It has five different people on it. They're appointed onto the board. And so they kind of boil it down into a single question. So, I mean, think, they're they're considering thousands and thousands of pages of documents and data and charts and things like this, but they boil it down to this. So is the US tire industry, so in this case, we're talking about US tires, you know, PLT tires, are those tires being harmed by tires that are being imported from these regions? And so in, again, in this case, we're only thinking about South Korea, Taiwan, Thailand, and Vietnam. So, and are those imports, are they maybe benefiting from subsidies, which is what was also alleged here from tires from Vietnam. So are they getting help, you know, maybe in their original country, you know, government help, subsidies of some kind, and then using that help to kind of make inroads into the US and to, you know, have some like an unfair, you know, level above on the competition here. So, so if there, if there is, you know, if there, if there are those benefits on the back end, if, you know, if they are injuring the U.S. market, then the ITC will say, yes, there's a need for tariffs here in the U.S. If they don't find that injury or those problems, then they say no, and the whole thing is wiped away and it goes away. So in this case, the final decision results in tariffs. Right, right. So I guess I should say yes, but like kind of. <laughs> so as we've moved through this, you know, we, we keep talking about these four regions, all in Asia, South Korea, Taiwan, Thailand, and Vietnam. Well, even though they were all filed on the same day, these four regions have moved throughout the process at the same pace along the way. Technically, those are each one is a separate case. So when the ITC was considering all this, you know, they're considering different data from each of those regions, you know, so they're looking at 
imports and sales and prices being set in South Korea, and they're looking at the same thing in Thailand for, you know, as an example. So, and of course, there's different factors at play in one region, you know, something, things that are in play in Vietnam, but that aren't in play in, you know, in Korea or something like that. So the US government looks at each of those markets individually and all the factors at play. So in this case, the, U, um, the union said that tires from each of those regions were being dumped in the US. And when we say dumped, basically it means that tires are being brought into the US and sold in the US at prices that are below their market value, which obviously then, you know, you can kind of see what that would mean for tires that are made in the US, you know, they're competing against tires at a lower price point, you know, from the from day one. So the, um, the government looks for evidence of dumping. Um, and they found that evidence when they were looking in South Korea, Taiwan and Thailand. But they didn't find that the ITC determined those five commissioners didn't find that same evidence with Vietnam. So that decision by the ITC, their final decision there, just wiped away, totally eliminated the tariff rate that the DOC had set for, on PLT tires from Vietnam. So those tires that, you know, a month ago were gonna be charged, I think, you know, not 22, not quite 23%, that, that surcharge of 23% just like was wiped off. So now, which is great news for if you're making tires or importing tires from Vietnam into the US, I'm, I'm sure you were celebrating. So um, now the, the tires coming from Vietnam didn't get off, you know, scot-free. They, the commissioners did say that those tires are benefiting from government subsidies in Vietnam. So there is gonna be a countervailing tariff on those tires and countervailing tariff just basically means it's offsetting whatever subsidy they're getting in Vietnam, whatever government subsidy they're getting there. But those those rates are much lower than the 22, you know, I think it's, you know, the 22 to 23%. We're talking six to 7%, you know, tariff instead. So it's much lower stakes. I would think that's an amount that that's not going to prohibit a tire maker from still making tires in Vietnam and still shipping and selling them into the US. It's not going to change that market if not, and certainly not dramatically. Um, now, I could bore you to death with tons of numbers and like read a chart at you, but that is not fun for any podcast on the planet. So we're not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> but you can see all the numbers. You can see all those rates um, on modern, moderntiredealer.com. You can also see it. We have the full wrap of, the, of this in our July issue. So. so Joy, do we know what the ITC saw in Vietnam and why it voted the way it did? Not yet, uh, but we will. So what we do know is that all five of those commissioners agreed on what they saw or didn't see in that analysis in Vietnam. In Vietnam. Hmm. Um, and we also know that one of the five commissioners, uh, David Johansson, he actually voted against all of the tariff investigations. So if this had been up to him and him alone, he wouldn't have put tariffs on any of these tires from those four regions at all. Um, and I looked up because I, you know, I guess I've written enough about this and I don't think this is a good factoid for me, but his name was familiar to me. So I looked up an old case and um, I did see that he has voted against tariffs on tires previously. 
So I'm not sure if maybe we might learn from him a little bit that, you know, maybe he's just seeing something specific in the tire industry that, you know, he's not agreeing with, or if it's something that was really specific to Vietnam, I, we don't know that yet. Um, so, but, you know, I mean, that's just a reminder that we've gone through this process like so many times now because we've got tariffs on different kinds of tires in the industry. You know, we've got tariffs on passenger and light truck tires from China. There's tariffs on medium truck tires from China. There's tariffs on off the road tires, um, you know, from Sri Lanka. So, um, and I know that uh, David Johansson, he had most recently voted against the tariffs on the PLT tires from China. So, um, but yes, we will get some kind of explanation. Uh, the ITC will issue a report um, to kind of explain its positions and, and that's still to come. So, um, you know, and one other tiny detail, just kind of thinking about those other cases uh, that we've had in the past. So I know I just said it's final. I know everyone, you know, we're highlighting the word final, but uh, let me just throw a tiny wrench in, in that a bit. Technically, the USW could challenge this decision in court. Now, I don't think they will, but technically it's an option available to them since they're the one who started the case. They could say um, that they want to disagree and they want to fight that one, you know, section, the tariff that wasn't imposed for Vietnam. Um, there's a specific court that's assigned to trade, cation, tra trade cases, the Court of International Trade. So the union could ask that court to force the ITC to revisit that decision in the Vietnam case. Um, that has happened once before for us in the in the tire industry that happened um, with the tariffs on um, truck tires from China. And it did result in, you know, some tariffs being fine, you know, being passed on there. But that that was really a, a whole different ball game, it, you know, a, a, a different kind of ball of wax there. I don't think that's going to happen here. Uh, the USW did issue a statement after the ITC vote, which is common, they do every single time. Um, and they say they applauded the ITC for the decision. They said they're grateful that the commission saw like what they see all the time, which is that they're, the tires that their members are making every day that those are being harmed. Um, so that doesn't sound like language. That sounds like, oh, but you know, surprise, we're gonna take you to court. But um, I did ask the USW specifically if they plan to take this court, uh, take this case to court and uh, I got no response, so. I, I guess that's technically up in the air. So it's, but that's still up in the air. Could tomorrow someone else file a complaint against another country or are we kind of all wrapped up now? Well, this case, you know, pending, I, I think this case is done, you know, against, there's the one caveat of if this goes to court, but technically we could wake up tomorrow and there could be like another tariff investigation we, you know, the, the USW has proven to be the prime kind of initiator in our industry. Um, and I do, you think you do have to prove that you have some skin in the game. You have to show that you're an, you know, interested person in the market and that you have a reason to be interested in a case. I don't think if for some reason, Ron, if you wanted to go and file a case tomorrow, if you, if you became really wealthy and became a trade attorney and decided to do this in your free time tomorrow, you know, I, I don't know that they'd give you much credibility. You better be ready. Um, right, right. Get, get ready for Ron. So, yeah. um, but 
they could, you know, somebody could say, you know what, these tires and that we're making in the US, they're being harmed by imports for coming from from country X or Y. So it or it could be, you know, it could move to a different kind of tire again. It could instead of being PLT tires, it could be medium truck tires again. You know, we've seen OTR. Um, OTR's kind of been limited in only a few countries. Um, I think the bigger picture, it would have to be a country that's making a lot of tires and bringing a lot of them into the U.S. market. That that's where it would maybe make sense. But I'm gonna like leave the crystal ball in the closet and not and not pull that out. So um, I, I guess I would just bring up too that when we're talking about South Korea, Taiwan, Thailand, and Vietnam, I mean these four spots on the map. They import a lot of tires to the U.S. Um, and their importance in the in the U.S. market has risen dramatically um, since, you know, since we first imposed tire tariffs on uh, PLT tires coming from China. So I think uh, I looked up some numbers and let's see the in 2014 when there were no tariffs on Chinese tires. And then from to 2019, the imports of these tires of coming from China dropped 94%. So in 2014, we were bringing, you know, 60 million PLT tires in from China. And by 2019, it was 3.4 million. Well, those tires didn't just disappear. We didn't stop driving in that area, you know, in that time period. Those tires, a lot of that production, tire molds were moved and they, you know, these, these four regions were big players in where that production moved to. So um, one other thing to keep, you know, cause I know, I guess that probably begs the question of, are, are we gonna see that happen again? Are we gonna see tire molds being moved, production being moved, things like that. The tariffs, when we were dealing with the tariffs on tire, PLT tires coming from China, those rates were much higher, much, much higher than what we're seeing with these um, other areas in Asia. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, 20 some percent, you know, kind of is the range here from these regions in Asia. When we were, when it was China, it was 70, 80%, even 100% tariffs on some companies. So that's not the case here. I just don't think we're going to see a big production shift or, you know, into new markets or, lots of companies moving tire molds to, to avoid these tariffs. Shifting gears a little bit, Joy, it looks like medium truck tire manufacturers from China are positioned to get some tariff relief. Um, can you tell us what's happening over there? Right. So as if this isn't all confusing enough, um, let me just like hold on to your seats for one little thing. So we've got, we go through this whole process with tariffs and then there's a process to review them automatically. So just because a tariff gets imposed, you know, th this month on, on tires from South Korea, it doesn't mean that tariff and that rate is here to stay for infinity. Um, so the tariff on those truck tires from China, they're in that review, that, na that natural review process. So um, it's really similar to what I laid out previously with the preliminary phase and a final phase. Um, there's back and forth, there's court hearings, court filings, the whole nine yards. Um, 
the countervailing tariffs on medium truck tires from China have moved through the preliminary stage. And um, this is when and the government kind of tries to make it a little bit easier. It's not so widespread and involving, you know, tons and tons of truck tire makers. They kind of try to narrow it and use companies that are importing a decent number into the US market and then kind of using them as a baseline. So they've um, been looking at numbers, looking at imports, things like that. And they, they preliminary lowered those rates. So in 2019, when these rates were initially set, you know, they range from like kind of 21% to as much as 63%. Um, in this review so far, it's looking like there's not going to be that huge wide range for companies and kind of they're settling around the 16 to 17% mark. So that would be particularly good news for um, some tire companies and some importers like Guizhou Tire, which potentially could go from that high of, you know, that 63% to 16%. Um, and even though it's a little bit less drastic, um, this if these same numbers would stick, it'd also give double coin a little bit of relief by about five percentage points. Now that adds up, you know, I mean, 5% is 5%. Um, and especially if you think about double coin, we're talking about a company that has, that has a, you know, a, a good hold in the market here in the U.S. Um, as of our last MTD facts issue, you know, they have about 5% of the replacement tire market for TBR in the U.S. So, so yes, you know, truck tire manufacturers and importers, you know, are, are looking like they could get some relief, but the caveat here is that these aren't the final rates. So it's still kind of hanging up there in the air. I guess that means we uh, get to write some more tariff stories here for us here at MTD, so. <laughs> well, thanks for breaking all of this down for us, Joy. This is tremendous information and, and very helpful. And, you know, just a reminder, we'll continue to keep our eye on the tariff situation as it evolves. and. You'll be able to follow it in real time on moderntiredealer.com and also check out the July issue of MTD for our latest report about the tariff situation. Thanks for listening to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. To stay current on the ongoing tariff story, please visit moderntiredealer.com. Have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.